Just before I launch into the message this morning, I just want to give a, a, a big plug for our Anzac Day service um, coming up in a couple of weeks' time. Um, we've already had acceptances of attendance by the, the Mayor, Anne Ferguson, and by the Honourable uh, Dan Cregan. We're waiting on acceptances from Rebecca Sharkey and also from uh, Senator Scott McLaughlin as well. So, uh, Andrew, sorry, Andrew McLaughlin. Um, so we're really excited about... Uh, doing what we're doing. The whole service will be dedicated to uh, our Anzacs. Uh, we will have a, uh, um, a wreath laying as a part of uh, the Sunday morning service. We'll also be um, having the last post singing the national anthem uh, and then afterwards a, uh, a sausage sizzle. Uh, it did say free sausage sizzle on there but what we're actually asking is that people make a donation because we want to actually donate uh, and support the, uh, the local branch of the RSL here in Mount Barker uh, to bless them and encourage them. They do some phenomenal work uh, throughout our community and we just want to bless them and, and show that you know, we want to partner and strengthen our community by what we're doing. So get the word out. Uh, people want to be at uh, Anzac Day uh, Dawn service. They can't get there unless they're invited. This is another opportunity for us to be able to strengthen our community and, uh, and do something amazing in it. Amen? Cool. So, um, this morning um, I'm going to launch into my message, um, fasten your seatbelt uh, and we'll just see what, where, where we go with this um, and uh, yeah, just, Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your presence Lord, uh, this morning I thank you that there is an anointing that's flowing from the very throne of grace this morning and we're diving into it. We're, some of us have dipped our toes. Some of us have watched others dip their toes. Some of us are just starting to walk in that river and flow of your anointing, of your, your spirit uh, this morning. And I pray that as a result of your word, you transform us. We are never going to be the same again because of you, your presence, because of your word. It brings illumination to our lives. It brings your light. It is life to us. Your word is truth to us. And I thank you that as I speak, that lives are changing because your word achieves all that you purposed it for. And I thank you for this morning being an exceptional morning, a morning where people mark in their diaries something significant happening in their life. And I thank you for it today in Jesus' name. Amen. Infused Church, it's time to arise. I'm not sure if you've actually caught that for this year. That it's a, a year of a, a for us to arise. So for us to arise, it means activating our connections. It means ramping up our worship, investing our gifts, talking about stretching our faith and engaging with our communities. One of the things that we're actually doing with the Anzac Day is engaging our community. It's something that we're called to do as a, as a church is to arise and to engage with our community. And this morning, I, I, I want us to, to set, uh, continue to set the foundation that I believe God's put on my heart in us uh, arising and that you know, we're seeking after the presence of God, the promises of God, and also the power of God. Recognizing God's voice will be easier when we've been in his presence. We understand what his voice sounds like. We understand the inflection of his voice, the way that he pronounces different words because we've been in his presence. We know what his voice sounds like. And also having the power to do uh, as God says comes from a confidence in having heard his voice. When we've heard the voice of God, when we heard the Holy Spirit leading us, we can step into all that he's asking of us because there's a confidence. I know that God's spoken to me, so therefore I'm going to do what God has asked me to do. So this morning, I want to speak about God's promises. A couple of weeks ago, I spoke about God's pre uh, presence. 
I managed to get through a little bit of my message for that, that morning. Uh, if you want to uh, like catch up with that message, just have a look on our YouTube channel where you can uh, be a subscriber to our YouTube channel and uh, you'll catch up with everything that happens around life of uh, Infused Church. But this morning I just wanted to talk about God's promises. When I speak about God's promises, I'm talking about God's Word. Time spent in God's Word is time spent with Jesus. The time spent in God's Word is time spent with Jesus. Because John 1, chapter 1, tells us that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. By this we understand that Jesus is the Word of God, and that in Him was life, and the life was the light of God. Of men. So spending time in God's Word actually helps us to arise and lights up our lives. God dispels darkness and He illuminates our lives as we spend time in the very presence of God. God's Word helps us to see all that Jesus has done for us and what's available to us. That's why we spend time with Him in His Word. Because if we don't know what is available to us, we can't walk in the freedom, we can't walk in the generosity, we can't walk in the love or the forgiveness that is made available to us because we didn't know it was there. We can't walk in everything that God has done for us unless we know what God's done for us. So therefore we become aware of it and we can move forward in all that God's got for us. The plans, the purposes of God. Okay? <clears throat> I, I need to take a breath and slow down because I've been in this Word all week and I know what's coming. Bring it. See, God, His Word helps us to know what's available to us. In fact, God's Word is absolutely vital in our lives. Okay? Matthew chapter 4, verse 4 says, But Jesus replied, It has been written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. God's word actually sustains us, that verse says. It says, We are, uh, shall not live and be upheld and sustained by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Our lives are sustained by Jesus and the word of God. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, it says, The Son, meaning Jesus, is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His being, sustaining all things. Everyone say, all things. All things by His powerful Word. So He sustains all things, and that includes and especially means us by His Word. So God sustains us. By the power of His Word. There's something powerful about the Word of God that is foundational to all believers if we are to arise this year. The more that we value the Word of God, the more revelation, the more wisdom, the more life that will flow through our lives. In fact, because of the Word of God, we'll discover the abundance and the wealth of wisdom for living. I'm excited about that. I don't know about you, but I, that excites me 
but to know that there's a, a wisdom that I can live by that is going to come to me because God wants to give it to me. It says in Matthew chapter 13, verse 12, and this is where Jesus is questioned about, why do you always talk about in parables? Why are you always talking in stories? And he says this, this is a powerful thing. He says in Matthew chapter 13, verse 12, this is the Amplified Bible. It says this, for whoever has spiritual wisdom, now spiritual wisdom Okay, you need to understand this. Spiritual wisdom is the application of God's Word. In other words, we apply God's Word to our lives. That's what wisdom does. Okay, so whoever has spiritual wisdom, because he is receptive to God's Word, to him more will be given and he will be richly and abundantly supplied. But so whosoever doesn't have spiritual wisdom, listen to this, because he has devalued God's word, even what he has will be taken from him. Because we value God's word and Jesus is the word of God, then the more of Jesus we will discover through the word of God. Spiritual wisdom is the application of God's Word. It's that we read God's Word and we apply it to our lives and it brings about an eternal change in us and our circumstance. See, the more that we are receptive, that we are hungry for and open to the Word of God, we want to activate it in our lives, the more that God will reveal to us. In other words, if you're hungry for the Word of God, God's going to feed you and supply you and make sure that the the abundance of His Word comes through our lives, that the fulfilment of all His promises are in His Word. It will flow through to us. We will experience the fullness of what God's got for us because we're hungry for God to move in our lives and we put the word to work see this verse also tells us that if we don't have spiritual wisdom in other words we don't apply the word of God because we've somehow devalued God's word then even the wisdom that we have will be lost so how do we devalue God's word well Here's just a couple of thoughts. I'm sure that you could think of many uh, examples uh, from your own life where we've devalued God's Word. I've done it many times. So I'm not the only one here. How do we devalue God's Word? By deprioritizing it. Only accessing it when we've got really no other choice. I've tried everything else. I've, I've, I've rung Helpline. I've, drunk, I've gone to Bunnings. I've gone to, to, uh, to, 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 to Hungry Jacks. I've gone everywhere to find you know, the answer to my problems. I couldn't find it. Oh, I might as well go to the Bible. We've got no other choice. Another way we do that is by just seeing it as a bunch of words instead of life for living. It's not just a bunch of words. It is the very Word of God. Another way we can do that is by picking and choosing only the bits bits that we like to live by. You know, that whole thing about sharing the good news with people around about me, you know, that's overrated. I'm not sure that I could do that. You know, that that whole thing about, you know, just uh, uh, laying down my my life uh, so that I can pick it up again. No, that's just, that's overrated as well. Now, the bit that I really like is the bit about, you know, fellowship, you know, hanging around with other people. I can do that. 
forgiveness, no, that's overrated as well. Uh, you know, we, we devalue the word of God. It's really quite easy to see that when we're not valuing spending time with Jesus in his word. How do we know that that, that happens? It's because our faith is weak. That our commitment is up and down. There's no stability in what we're doing and no follow through in what God's asking us to do. Uh, our relationships in our church are more uh, about what we can get from them than what we can invest. Just saying, just saying. I, th I think you get the picture. I could go on, but I won't because I want people to you know, feel good about the message today rather than think, well, that was really good. I got beat up when I went to church today. You know, oh, it really challenged me. It was up in my face, right up in my grill. It's terrible. See, here's the thing about the Word of God, that just as food enters our bodies and becomes one with us, so too must the Word of God. So too must the Word of God. The Word of God must become a part of us. It must live in us before we will ever live it out. See, when we value God's word, we'll see that Jesus and his word is truth. Jesus and his word is truth. Matthew, sorry, John chapter 17, verse 17 says, Make them holy by uh, your, your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. See, Jesus is the truth. His word is truth. What is the truth? The truth is Jesus and his word. It's pretty simple. Secondly, uh, valuing God's word sees Jesus and his word as life. He's my life. The word of God is my life. It says in John chapter 6, verse 63, Jesus said, It's the Spirit who gives life. He is the life giver. The, the flesh conveys no benefit, whatever. There is no profit in it. The words, the truths, in other words, the, the, that I've been speaking to you, they are spirit and they are life. It goes on just a few verses later when Jesus really starts to get up in, the, in people's, con confronting people with who he is and he's talking about eating my flesh and drinking my blood and this whole deal and there's a lot of people think that that's really a tough gig right there, I can't do that. So they walk away. Jesus turns to the 12 disciples that are following him there. He says, are you guys going to leave as well? And jo Peter just pipes up. I love Peter. He just comes up and he says, you know what? Lord, where shall we go? For you alone have the words that lead to eternal life. So if you want life in you and flowing in you and through you, get into God's word. Jesus is alive. Only as we get Jesus in our, in our spirit and, and he's living in us will we start to live the life that God wants us to live. Valuing God's word sees Jesus and his word is God breathed. There's a spiritual aspect. There's a spirit attached to the word of God. If you want the word to come alive in you, ask the Holy Spirit to bring power in and through you, to flow through you, that the word would come alive. There's a, there's a, a spirit life. There's a divine life in the word of God. And it's the spirit of God. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, it says, All Scripture... Not just the bits you like. All Scripture is God's 
is God breathed and is useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting and training in righteousness so that the man or the woman of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Because the, the Word of God will come alive in us. We'll start to see that there's, there's things that we, we didn't think that we could do, but because God's Word says that we can do, and because there's a Spirit of God breathing on that Word, we can step out in faith and see that Word come alive in us. God's Word sees Jesus and His Word is alive. It's active. Hebrews 4.12 says the Word of God speaks to, uh, the Word God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative. It's energizing. Anyone want energy this morning? Then you need to get into the Word of God because the Word of God will stir you because there's things that are happening in the Word of God that you see Jesus do that Jesus wants you to do. He wants you to raise the dead. He wants you to heal the sick. He wants you to, to, to give life to the, to the dead. He wants you to, to speak about His love. He wants you to, to walk in forgiveness. He wants you to walk in grace. He wants you to share the gospel of His good news. I didn't think I was ever going to get fired up on this message. But I did. I was really concerned that I wasn't going to... This is serious. I was concerned I was not going to get fired up on this message. But it's coming alive in me because you know why? There's life in the Word of God. As we start to speak the Word of God, there's energy in the Word of God. It stirs us. It, 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 it rouses us. We can see the stirring of the pool and the waters. We know that God's close. He's gonna, who's going to step into the water today? Who's going to step into the, There's a sweet anointing flowing in this place today. Where was I? Effective. Effective. It's also effective. Jesus and his word, it's living. It's living. There's active uh, power in God's word. Valuing God's word sees Jesus and his word is a lamp and a light. I'm so good that he's a lamp and a light, Pastor Dean. You know why? Because what that tells me is, is Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet. Meaning it's right now, for right where I'm at right now. I can see where I'm, whatever I need to know in God's word is right here at my feet. I'm standing in what God wants me to see right here, right now. He's active with me. He's not disappeared. He's right there with me. But he's also a light to my path. In other words, the purpose for my life, the very thing that he's created me for, I can see the way forward and start to follow it because there's a light on my path. Everything that we need to live as God intended can be found in Him and His Word. See, when we value Jesus and His promises and let Jesus and His Word live in us, then Jesus and His Word and His life will flow out from us. Who wants to have the, the life of Jesus flowing out of your life today? Is there anyone that wants that for you today? Because you know what? That, the people in our world, they need to know that there's a... Why would you go to church? Because there's life in my church. There's life in my, my, my body because of what Jesus has done. There's life in me because of what Jesus has done. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says this, This book of the law, God's word, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate. See, this is the, this, 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 this is the thing. This is the thing. I, you know what I did last night, just before turning the light out? I sat in my bed. I even put it on Facebook because I wanted you to share the moment. I sat in my bed. 
Listen to a song that I got through an email from Spotify recommending a song. It says, uh, Praying to Jesus. And it's an incredible, powerful song when you listen to the lyrics. I just sat there and I, I just read my Bible as I was listening to this song. And I, I, I saw something underlined in my Bible that I've used in this message already. But I'd forgotten about that part that I, I needed to put in this message. So Holy Spirit just led me to this passage again and I've put it in there. Why? Because I was meditating on God's word at the end of my day. It says, meditate. You, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and just before you turn out the light, Gary, that you may observe and do according to all that's written in it. To do, to do, to do all that's written in, according to, to do, to do spiritual wisdom, spiritual wisdom, activating the word of God in our lives putting it into place to do all that's written in it. For then. See, the, 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 the word needs to live inside of us and there needs to be us a willingness and a desire and a hunger to do what the word of God, what Jesus is asking of us in his word. When we have this passion to do, to do what God wants. So then. So then you, you shall make your way prosperous. Who wants a prosperous life? Have the Word of God living in you and do what the Word says. Then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Who wants to be wise in life? Meditate. Get it on the inside. But have the courage and the boldness to step it out as well. To put the Word to work in our lives. Only when Jesus and his word lives in us can it be lived out from us. Right believing leads to right behaving. Right believing. So we believe right, we will live right. It's not the other way around. Doing it by your own self-will, trying to, to, by self-control, by just doing it on your own back is not going to do it. It's not going to cut the mustard. Because every time you start to do that, it's not going to be long because you haven't changed your inner core belief. Your inner, like, your, your belief system hasn't been changed to realize that you are a child of God. And ch children of God don't do that because you don't believe, though, that, that you haven't got that on your inside. You continue to fail in the same area over and over and over and over. And no matter how much self control, no matter how much you, you try to stop doing those things, whether, whatever the thing is, you know, you just, because there's no change on the inside of about the belief. You're just trying to change your behavior by staying clear of that. That's not going to work. You have to change your inner belief system. That's why God says to us, when we're born again, when you are a new creation, the old is gone, the new has come. Do you believe that? You've got a new DNA. You're not in the line of your natural father any longer. You are in the nature and the DNA of your spiritual father, your heavenly father. You've got his DNA flowing through your veins. <clears throat> See, here's how the kingdom of God works. Okay? God takes us out to bring us in. See, he took the Israelites out of Egypt to bring them into the promised land. He, he, he takes us out of the kingdom of darkness and brings us into the kingdom of light. We put off the old life to, to put on the new life in Christ. We die to ourselves so that we can live for Christ. And I'm spitting everywhere. Sorry about that. Have a... 
umbrellas for the front row. Only when Jesus and his word lives in us is it that we will ever live that out of our lives to bring the change in us. See, the word of God is not just meant to be heard. It's not just meant to be believed in our minds. It's not just to be read like a book, but it's to be valued so much that we actually live the word of God. And that comes by being in his presence, coming and just getting a pad of paper and, and you jot down what God says to you. You, under, you check my Bible out. It's got underlines, it's got highlights, it's got circles in red. It's got everything in it. Why? Because I want the word of God in me. Nearly knocked myself out with my stomach. <clears throat> See, when it's on the inside, when we're actually going to live the Word of God, it's like Jesus said, wise man builds his house on the rock. In other words, he, he, he's a man that doesn't just listen to the Word, but actually does what it says. There's stability. There's rocks, so you won't be moved because you're building on the rock. What is the rock? The rock is the revelation of what Peter, Peter, he had a revelation of who Jesus was. Do you have a revelation of who Jesus is today? Do you have a revelation about his word, that his word is truth, his word is life, his word is divinely inspired? We need to value the word of God like that. See, it's only then when we, we have this ability and this, this inner, inner fortitude in us to say that I'm going to pursue God no matter what. I'm going to do what God asks me to do. Why? That's why David was a man after God's own heart, because he did what God asked of him. Only when we're determined to actually live the Word of God as God helps us to understand that and empowered by the Holy Spirit will we ever weather the storms of life. It's only then that we can make it through the darkest nights. It's only then that we can arise out, out of the tomb and, and, and just build our lives and stand upon the Word of God. See, God's Word holds the keys to unlock doors to the answer to our situation. God's Word holds the authority to command and declare things to, to move in Jesus' name. It's where we, we, we know that what God says in His Word, that He says to us in, in Mark chapter 16, that you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover because of what God says, because of what He said that I could do. It's about us laying our hands on the sick and, and seeing them recover. It's about us doing those things. Why? Because God's empowered us by His Word. We know that the Word builds faith into us because it says that in, in Romans 10, 17, faith comes and comes by hearing the Word of God. So we need to be in the presence of God to hear and recognise His voice. And as we do that, we step out in faith and start to see and do the things that God's asked us to do. Take a breath or, or pass out. Cool. God's Word holds what we need to live a victorious and vibrant life. See, when we value, uh, have value for Jesus and His Word and that, and that it arises in us, we can experience protection and safety. In, in Matthew chapter 2, verse 13, it says, When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Arise, says this angel. He says, Get up and take the child and his mother to, and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child and to kill him. See, you'll find in divine inspiration for safety. Don't 
go down this road anymore. You need to take the second left because there's danger ahead. You need to avoid the danger and turn left on the second left. That's what happens when we're in the Word of God, when we value the Word of God and we value it and hear His voice led by the Holy Spirit, we'll take a detour and avoid danger. In valuing Jesus and His Word, we can experience encounters in God's glory. In Matthew 17, verse 7, Jesus has gone up to the Mount of Transfiguration. He's taken a few of His bodgies with Him. They've gone up to the top of the mountain as well. And He's been transformed right, right in front of them. And then, you know, like Peter opens his mouth and says some stuff. And, and then all of a sudden we see Jesus and Jesus came and touched them because they bowed down. They're in fear of what's going on because of Jesus and then hearing the voice of the Father. You know, Jesus says to them, he came up to them and touched them. I love that Jesus touched them. His touch brings peace. His touch brings peace. His, his touch brings tranquility. His touch dispels fear. His voice, he says to them, don't fear, boys. I'm here. God wants us to encounter his glory it's the very reason that he made a way for us to come into his throne room with, of grace. Why, why did you think that just like God would switch off the glory when you go into the throne room or something? You know, his glory is going to shine. It's going to be so brilliant, so amazing. It's going to be absolutely gobsmackingly good. You know, that he wants us in his glory. In valuing Jesus and his word, we, are, we can experience our commissioning. I want to tell you something. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but every one of you has a call of God on your life. Every one of you has a call of God on your life. God's got a plan and a purpose for you. He wants you to, to do things, to say things, to go places, to, to establish things, to build things, to, to disciple people, to, to be a minister of his reconciliation. He wants you to share the good news of his love and his grace and his forgiveness with the people. God's got a plan and a purpose for you. He's got a plan and a purpose for you. And we can experience that, a commissioning of our calling because of being in, in Jesus, because of his word. He says in Acts chapter 9, verse 6, he says to Saul, Now arise, get up, Saul, and go into the city, and you're going to get told what I need you to do. See, we all have got a commissioning, a call of God on our lives. It comes from knowing him in his word. See, in valuing Jesus and his word, we can experience the miraculous. Who wants to experience the miraculous? Oh, wow. Really? Oh, I'm going to stay here for a minute. Who wants to experience the miraculous of God? Who, who needs a miracle in their life? Who, no, really, who, you need a miracle. Unless God comes through for you, you won't see uh, whatever it is that you're believing for. See, like, family and friends we have, they need a miracle in their life. They need someone to, who, who, who's heard the Word of God, who loves Jesus enough to go to them and say, you know what, Jesus loves you so much. He forgives you. He wants to have a relationship with you. I can't get to those people. You can their neighbour can, who's a born-again Christian. We need people who walk in the miraculous. In Acts chapter 12, verse 7, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell and he struck Peter on the side. Don't you love that? He just like, hey, Peter, stop snoring. And, and he wake, wakes Peter up and says, quick, get up, arise. 
He said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrists. Just, just like that. Just like that. Just a miracle. Faith to believe for miracles is only found in Jesus and in his word through the power of the Holy Spirit coming alive within us. Do you need a miracle today? Well, then it's in his word. It's in his presence. It's in the power of the Holy Spirit. In valuing Jesus and his word, we can experience raising the dead. Who wants to raise the dead? You've got to hang around dead people. You've got, to be around, like, you know, you've got to be around dead people. If you want to heal the sick, you've got to be around sick people. Stop hanging around the gym, go to the hospital. Really? Who wants to be generous? Get a job. Acts chapter 9, verse 40, Peter sent them all out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and he prayed. Turning toward the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up, arise. And she opened her eyes and seeing Peter, she sat up. In Luke chapter 7, verse 14, we see that there's this funeral happening. And then Jesus went up to it and touched the coffin and those carrying it stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise, get up. Luke 8, chapter, uh, chapter 8, verse 54 is, is where Jair, uh, Jesus raises up Jairus' daughter. And, and he goes in there, he takes her by the hand, and he says, Talitha kum, which means, uh, my child, I say to you, arise, get up. There are people who feel like they are the walking dead, and they need you to speak life to them. They need you to raise them from the dead. They need you to speak into their hearts and bring life to them because they feel like they're walking through treacle in life and they feel like they are dead on the inside. And we have the power to bring life into their circumstance as people and believers of God. Is any believer here say amen to that? Amen. See, in, in, in valuing Jesus and his word, we can experience healing for us and for others. Luke 5, verses 23 to 24, he says, and Jesus is talking, he says, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, arise and walk. That you, that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to, to forgive sins. He said to the, the paralyzed man, I tell you, arise, your, take your mat and go home. That's exactly what Althea said during our, our, our communion here. The, the, the two arms of the cross, one arm is about healing, one arm is about forgiveness. And people need to know that there's forgiveness. There's stuff going on in, our, in, in life that we can see that God can do in, in, in a person's life. And we see healing flow. In valuing Jesus and his word, we can experience a word in the fight. A word in the fight. Luke 22, verse 46, Jesus says, Why are you sleeping? He asked them. Arise, get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. You see, this is the truth. that the, There are battles in us and around us that the victory for is only going to be found in the Word of God. You need to find that word that you need for God to, to, to be victorious through you. You need to find that word and, and live that, have that word live on the inside so that you can do what God's asked you to do. To stand in the middle of a... Who wants to... Like, uh, why did Shema stand in the, in the, in the middle of a, a lentil field 
and just fight for a bunch of lentils because God had given him a word. There was a word for the fight. He was, you know, it's something on the inside. It's like when David, when he faced Goliath, you know, there was something on the inside of him that says, there's a, he, he's just an uncircumcised Philistine who comes against the, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of all of heaven's armies, you know. He's got nothing on our God. He's got nothing to, 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 to scare us with. That comes from being in the Word of God. What is it that you're facing? What fight are you facing? What fight are your kids facing? Get a word. Pray over their pillow. Pray, anoint their, their bedroom. Over the, the lintel and the, and the doorpost. Get some oil and anoint their, their doorpost with. So every time they're going in and out, they're going in and out through the anointing of the Spirit of God, through the cross of Jesus Christ, so that they can come to know you, Jesus, more and more. Amen? A couple of weeks ago, Pastor Jane preached a message about the armour of God and she encouraged us from God's word to stand firm. And this is what we must do in this season. We must stand firm. Stand firm in seeking God's presence. Stand firm in valuing God uh, in us, in his word, and so that we can live his word out as we have it live on the inside of us. Standing firm in all the promises that God's got for us. Hebrews 4 verse 14 says this, Inasmuch then as we believers have a great high priest who's already ascended and passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let's hold fast our confession of faith and cling tenaciously to our absolute trust in Jesus as Saviour. We've got to hang on to God. You've tried praying in the past and you find it that it may not have worked for you or there was just didn't see things break open for you. Hang on tenaciously to God. Hang on to God. Cling to Him. Stand firm. The Word of God will work. The Word of God will come alive. The Word of God is truth. The Word of God is divinely inspired and we can see God move in in it and through it, if we hang tenaciously, cling tenaciously to Jesus and His Word. Come on, saints. You can do this. You can do this. God's Word teaches us to hold fast our confession of faith. So when we value Jesus and His Word and let Jesus and His Word live in us, then Jesus and His Word and His life will flow out from us. What, is, what does this mean like, you know, uh, that we no matter... Look at uh, the situation uh, in life, and we, we're looking at it. We we know what it feels like, or or looks like. We we may, don't deny that, but we don't give it power over us either. So you're going through something, and just because God's word says something completely different to what you're going through, it doesn't mean that that's not happening. What it means is we're not going to give it the. Uh, if you're going through something, hang on to what God says. Don't let the facts overrule the truth. You may be suffering from something. You may be going through a really difficult time. It doesn't mean it's not happening, but don't let it have the power over you. Here's the thing. I'm praying this morning for people that are receptive. Receptive to God. Receptive to Him and His Word and His Spirit. And we hunger after and we thirst after the presence of God, that we get into the Word of God, the very armour of God, the, the, the thing that keeps us alive, the thing that gives us faith. Meeting Jesus there, having Him speak to us as we read the Word of God. And then in my next message, I want to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit because I believe that the power of the Holy Spirit 
is something that people don't understand, don't understand enough. Maybe you do understand it. I want to fire you up even more. I want to set a fire underneath you to believe for impossible situations to come through, that God's going to come through for you. Amen? Amen. Let's stand. I'm done. Is it hot in here or is it just me? (laughs) Just me. Just me. Who needs to go to the gym when you can preach God? eh? Work up a sweat, a bit of a lather. It's great. I feel like I've done 50 push-ups already, which would be a miracle. Hallelujah. There's a sweet anointing. Thank you, Jesus. They're just going to play just quietly while I just want to talk to you for a minute. First of all, I I, I really want to just hone in, whether you're watching online uh, this morning or this afternoon, whenever it is that you're watching this message. Jesus has got to come alive in you before his word will. His word will give you the faith to believe that he's there. But his word is truth. His word is life. And Jesus says in the book of Acts, I just want to quote it to you because I think it's really important. It says in in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among people by which we must be saved. For God has provided the world no other alternative for salvation except through Christ. The first step to seeing all that I've talked about happen in your life is by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour. Not just to save you from your sins, not just to save you from your circumstance, but to be Lord as well. So far, Maybe you've just been the Lord of your life. You've been leading your life how you wanted to, how you thought it should go. And, and okay, if that's working out for you, fantastic. Uh, but I'm going to suggest that, you know what? There's a better way. And his name's Jesus. It's trusting in him, having the faith in him to believe for your eternal life to come through. Only Jesus can forgive sins. Only God can forgive sins. And he gives us the ability through his word, I guess, to, uh, to do that, but it, you need God to touch your heart. You need God to touch your life. Stop messing about. Stop messing about. Just do it. Just, just do it. If there's people here today, you have never asked Jesus into your life, but this morning you want to. You, you just feel like online you just... This message has, has touched your heart in some way. The Spirit of God has touched you. The Word of God has just resonated with you. Then you can give your life to Jesus. Is anyone here this morning, you want to give your heart to Christ? Maybe you never have prayed the prayer before, but today you, you want to. Is there anyone here? Just put your hand up nice and tall so I can pray for you. I know who I'm praying for. Anyone? Maybe the second group of people, 
you, you've prayed a prayer at one point. You, you've given your heart to Christ. But it's, you know, it's just really sort of like not, not cutting the mustard. And, and you know it because you've not committed your way. You're happy to be, for him to be your saviour, but there's a real struggle on as far as Lord's happening. You know, like doing what he says, doing what he, he asks of you. That's, that's when you can test the test of lordship. Do you do what he asks of you? Or do you have a bit of a negotiation? That's the, that's the test. This morning, many of you have given your heart to, to Jesus as your saviour. But have you made him Lord? This morning, is there anybody here who's courageous enough to say, thank you, I see that. You want to make him Lord. Anyone here at all? You just, you're tired of doing it your way. Let's make him Lord, okay? Let's give this a crack. But not just give it a crack. Give it everything you've got. Give it everything you've got. Is there anyone here this morning? You just want to say, I'm, 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 I'm in all. I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. Anyone else? A couple of people already. Courageous people. Willing enough to admit that that's it. Thank you, Father. Can we pray together? Is that okay? You, I'll lead, you follow, but mean it from your heart. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I know that he came to the earth. He lived, he was killed, he was buried, but on the third day, he rose again with evidence so abundant. And then he rose up to heaven to be with you. I believe him and all that he did for my salvation. So I thank you that today I call him my saviour. But Lord, right now, give me the courage to make him my Lord too. That no matter what he asks, I will do it because he's my Lord. Forgive me for not doing that in the past. Today that changes. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You okay this morning? Perhaps you didn't hear me. Are you okay this morning? Cool. You know what? If anyone wants prayer this morning, uh, front's open. I want to pray for people. I want to lay hands on people. If you're sick, come out the front. We're going to believe God and His miracle working power to touch your, your body, uh, to see chains broken, to come into freedom and liberty, uh, things like stuff happening in, in your world. We're just going to break off in the name of Jesus. You're going to be different, changed as a result of that. So as the team sing the song, um, if you want some prayer, come out the front. Um, if you've got to go, go with God, go, peace of God. Uh, going to be a great, great uh, week. Bless you. Ciao.